Happy Saturday. Say God lives on Saturday too. Amen. We'd like to welcome you on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in this morning. All around the world, we thank you for uh, joining us. We have a special guest with us today, Pastor Art Aragon from Heritage Family Fellowship. Pastor Art's been in the ministry for over 50 years. Uh, he's a father in the faith. I recently got ordained under him and um, traveled to Mexico together. And uh, we've, seen, we've seen each other a lot of places, actually. <laughs> so praise God forevermore. And uh, we're just privileged and honored to have him here today. Again, a, a father and a, a hero in the faith. So um, if you'd like to give a warm welcome to Pastor Art Aragon with me, that'd be great. Thank you for coming, sir. We bless you. <laughs> we bless you. <laughs> I thought you were going to make more announcements. No, too important. Thank you, sir. Come on up here. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless this church. We bless this ministry. We bless its focus and its call and its assignment. We bless the people, the congregation. These people are called by your name. They've been called out of darkness into your marvelous light. I announce and decree over this church, no sickness, no disease, no coronavirus, no heart attacks. There will be no high blood pressure, no arthritis, no bursitis, no brain aneurysms, no Alzheimer's. We're declaring that we, this congregation lives in the glory and in the manifestations of Almighty God. Father, I bless I bless this pastor. Put my hands upon him and decree and declare he's established by you, called by you, fortified by you. You invigorate him. You strengthen him. You give him revelation. You give him illumination. You give him information. And you give him inspiration. That when he preaches, he'll preach what you tell him to do and it will manifest in the name of Jesus. And for all of those that are present and all of those watching via uh, live stream, Facebook, whichever medium they're doing, I believe the Word of God will prevail in their life in the name of Jesus. We're thanking you for it. Amen and amen. amen. Praise God. Thank you. Well, Jesus is Lord, everybody. Hey, praise God. God, God it's, it's good to be in the house of God. It's good to be here with y'all. Hey, it's... Uh, had the opportunity of uh, being with uh, meeting your pastor a few uh, years back and uh, literally been a few years and uh, we met at a meeting and so uh, and just got close and then he asked me if I'd ordain him and uh, I actually waited a year because I considered it to be like a dating process you know you before you marry somebody you got a date you got to know who they are and so so we did that, and so we waited and sat with them and talked with them, had a conversation with them, my wife and I. So we're grateful for them. We're grateful for who they are. We're grateful for what they're doing. And so for all those of you that are watching, um, keep watching, keep on enjoying. Um, every meal, you have your main course meal, and then you have dessert, and you have, you know, jello. I'm jello today. And so, uh, but your main course meal is your pastor, and those of you that you're watching. So he's the filet mignon of your life, so... So praise God for it. I just get to step in a little bit. I just came to visit, and he asked me if I'd minister, so uh, so I'm here. So praise God for it. Praise God. So we're, we're grateful for it, and we're grateful for this ministry. And I anticipate uh, an increase in every level of life. I believe that uh, favor comes on this congregation. Favor comes to you in every dimension. That I believe people are hunting you down to bless you. I believe while you're in here, somebody's praying, somebody's dreaming, somebody's hunting you down to put into your hands what belongs to you in the name of Jesus. And so we're thanking God for that. Amen. My name is Art Aragon, and uh, um, my wife and I, you know, we just uh, celebrated uh, 46 years of marriage and. Uh, uh, she's the love of my life, and she's my queen, and uh, so praise God for it. And uh, two great uh, sons, and then uh, daughter-in-law and grandson, only one, on both sides. So he's the one that's uh, sort of spoiled, so to speak. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we know how that is. And so, uh, but it's, it's an awesome thing to be able to do this. And so um, my heart, my cry is that you stay focused in what God told you to do. 
Uh, I've been pastoring all these years. I've traveled around the world, but I'm not a missionary. I'm a pastor, and I speak from a pastor's heart. And so uh, that's my assignment in life. And so that that's who I am. Gentleman with me is Jesse Bosca. He's been around me for years. And so uh, uh, he asked if he could drive me around when I go. So yeah, so we're so we're here. So I appreciate him so much. And my wife's at home right now, so she may be watching. Love you, beautiful. Thank God for you. And uh, I'm strengthened because of you every day of my life. And one of the greatest joys I get is to wake up every morning next to her. And so, praise God. She's my queen. She led me to Jesus Christ. So I, um, I, she's the greatest soul winner as far as I'm concerned because she led me to Jesus Christ. And then to get to wake up next to her every morning, oh, man, what a joy. So praise God. Still love her and love her more today than I ever have. And so uh, praise God for it. And um, I will say that the rest of my life. And so I'm, I'm the one who's blessed. She tolerates. I'm six times, you know. <laughs> uh, she married me. I married up. So praise God. Amen. Are you all set and ready to get into the word and, 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 and do this? And so we may fulfill what God told us to do for today. Praise God. Uh, let us, if we will, uh, if you have your Bibles with me, say this with me. This is my Bible. Out of it proceed the issues of life. I can have what my Bible said I can have. I can go where my Bible said I can go. I'm everything my Bible says I am right now. I'm blessed coming and going. I'm the head, not the tail. The Word tells me so. So I will not bow to circumstances. This Word, the living Word of God, overrides every challenge and every situation. I trust the Word of God. Today, as I hear the Word, I'll receive faith. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And I'll be better because of it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Amen. Now, Heavenly Father, once again, I turn to the Word. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to speak this Word to God, to open up this holy book and stand behind this holy desk and minister to these, your holy people. I take it uh, uh, as a great honor. I do not consider it a light thing. I consider it a holy thing. Thing, uh, that which is is correct and right. This is a uh, something that is so powerful to preach the Word of God. And we're thanking you for it in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit. You're the greatest teacher there is. You're the administrator of life and godliness. You are the one who instructs. You're a comforter. You stand by the perfectly. You're the one who, who, uh, who will administer. So as I teach, minister to each one. Every heart, every, every ear open, every eye alerted to the Word of God so that we may grow thereby in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. All right, now let's open our Bibles, if we will. Let's go to the Gospel of John for just a moment. Two, some familiar verses of Scripture. And uh, uh, let me, if I may, just come along and tag into some things your, your pastor has been teaching on as we grow in grace and do what God tells us to do. Amen? So as we go to this, John chapter 10, uh, <clears throat> Jesus begins to uh, start to minister some, some subjects. And um, every book of the Bible, in my personal over, uh, observation, has a chapter or chapters that for you in your study will unlock that book for you at that time. And then every chapter and every chapters has verse, verses or, uh, that will unlock for you the revelation. And within every verse, there's words. you got to go for words and find out what it is you're studying. We study to show ourselves approved. We become workmen need not to be ashamed. Those that are rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. <clears throat> that's our challenge. That, that's what we got to do. So in the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, Jesus... Um, is ministering to to uh, the people and in the course of it he begins to make some powerful statements here and you know the verse it's a very very familiar verse to you and um, uh, if you will but notice before we go to John chapter 10 verse 10 where we're headed I want you to go over to verse 1 and he said this well actually back up to verse to chapter 9 I do this quite a bit uh, and look at verse 39. He said, Jesus said, 
For judgment I come into this world, and they which uh, that they which see see not my see that they which see might might not be maybe blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said, "Are we blind also?" I like that verse. That's my verse. Well, if you were blind, Jesus red letter edition, you would have no sin. I like it. Tell me, you see the red letter. And uh, now you say, we see, therefore your sin remaineth. Verily I say unto you, that he that entereth not by the door is the sheepfold. But, now notice what he says in here. He said, uh, climbeth up some other way, and the same as a thief and a robber. Now, now, now stop for just a moment. There, there's a big difference between a thief and a robber. A thief will observe where, where they want to break into hypothetically let's just use a home so they'll check the house out they'll see your your standard they're watching you they watch when you come when you leave they watch who's home and the thief a thief wants to steal but not be caught that's good a robber will walk into a liquor store put a gun to your head and give you your money they don't care if they're on your camera and then allegedly they stole you ever notice that? Allegedly. They got your camera. They got you looking at the camera. They got your height, the car you drove away with. But they can't say you stole, so allegedly you did it. But a thief does not want to be caught. So Satan is referred to in this verse as a thief. So what he wants to do is divert the attention to other things so that you don't recognize how he's trying to get into somebody's life. That's a thief. That, that's how a thief operates. So he said, but a thief and a robber, two different things. Now, a thief will steal from you. Now, it's very close. A thief will steal if he doesn't want you to know. Do you ever notice in Malachi chapter 3? He said, will a, will a man rob God? Not a thief. Will a man rob God? That means you look in God's face. I want your blessings. I want your healing. I want your deliverance. But I also want everything else. But I ain't giving you nothing. That's a robber. A robber looks in the face of God and just takes. That's, that's, what's, that's what's wrong with the world today. They're takers. Remove your life from takers. Get rid of takers in your life. Show me your friends. I'll tell you what you think about yourself. Show me who the closest people are to your life. Friends, if you remove, if, if you remove, uh, you know, if we remove the, that, that R in there, you got the word fiend. So R represents righteousness. So if you really want a real friend, you need righteousness. You don't need a lot of friends. You just need the right ones. So in this verse of Scripture, he goes, verse 2, But he entereth in by the door of the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. I like that. And the sheep, sheep hear his voice. They hear. First thing is, the, the voice is crucial, but notice what they do. They hear. That word hear means they're listening to. They're listening for. They're on purpose listening. You gotta, you, we, there's so many voices, according to Paul in Corinthians. He said there's so many voices today in the world, and all of them have some kind of significance, but you're not supposed to listen to all of them. You're not supposed to listen to every voice. you got to learn to challenge yourself. I was on an airplane one time flying, and, and I was going to a meeting, and a gentleman sat next to me. I've said this for years. And th this happened to me. He sat next to me, and then while he was sitting next to me, uh, <clears throat> the stewardess came by, asked, what do you want to drink? What would you like to drink? I said orange juice. The guy ordered something else. I don't even know what he ordered. And the stewardess started to walk away. He looks at me. He goes, uh, <clears throat> made this statement to me. He goes, he leans over. He goes, hey, he tapped me on the shoulder. He goes, she's hot, didn't she? And uh, I yelled as loud as I could in the plane, hell's hotter. <laughs> and, and he looks, he goes, what? I go, hell's hotter. I see the wedding ring you have on your finger. Would you have said that if your wife was with me? And I said, you little adulterer, you don't involve me with your sin. See, if you're not, in, listen close to my statement. If you are not bothered by the insult of a sin, then you will have to deal with the assault of it. Good. You gotta, you gotta squelch it right away. It's the first thing that came out of my spirit. Oh no, uh, hell's hotter. 
Every, I got everybody's attention on that plane. Nobody wanted to talk to me on the plane after that. After I said that, he, you know, he pulled out a magazine and I pulled out my Bible, and we, you know, he ignored me and I didn't pay attention to him after that whole thing. Uh, so, uh, so, so you and I've got to realize, and I'm, I'm just that way. That's why I always uh, uplift. I've been doing this for years since I got married. I talk readily about my wife. You'll never find me where I don't talk about my wife. If a man, if a husband can't talk about his wife, something's wrong with him. Amen. Amen. You got, you got to, you got to speak highly of her. And so, thank God for it. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Now, I'm the head, but she's the neck, and the head can't turn without the neck. So, get over that. So, now. Verse, verse 4 says, He putteth forth his own sheep, goeth before them. He goeth before them. Now, I don't have time to teach on this. I have so many teach on this. But notice he goeth before them. That's leadership. Dictatorship is when you're behind them forcing the sheep. Leadership is you're in front leading. A leader is a good feeder. And a good leader is a good, is a good reader. You've got to learn to read. You've got to learn to study. And so in, in dealing with this. So, and the stranger, watch this, and a stranger will then not follow. Again, Satan's reference. He's a stranger. How's he a stranger? The voice. Even when he speaks, there's a strangeness to us. There's a strangeness. Do I, you, know, you know, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't go, go here. You shouldn't, you know, uh, that pain in your body. That's strange. Now when you're the healed of the Lord, that's strange. Now, when you're blessed, you're, 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 you you got to understand that. Challenges will come. I remember one time I was driving my car, and I had my sons with me, and I had my nephew and niece with me. And we're driving the car. And, and uh, I, I drove around a guy riding a motorcycle, not a motorcycle, a bicycle. And uh, he thought I revved up my engine, and I was trying to play with him on the bike. So I stopped at a stoplight, and he rode his bike right up next to me. And he got sidestepped on his bike because he was ready for some action. And um, so, and, and I had my window down. He yelled at me, and he started cussing. He was yelling at me. Uh, this is the five-fold ministry, okay? The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. So he thought I was an evangelist because he gave me the middle finger. So, uh, <clears throat> so he didn't know I was a pastor. <laughs> pastor is the wedding ring. That's where you're married to your congregation. And so, so that, that's where you're at. But he thought I was an evangelist. So, uh, but he was yelling at me, <clears throat> and, and he, he started cussing and cussing. I didn't say one word. I smiled. And he goes, what are you smiling for? And I leaned over, and I said, I want to thank you. He goes, for what? And I leaned back to, uh, to my children and to my nephews and nieces. I said, this is what happens when you don't go to school. You don't know how to talk. You, your lack of education. You see the words he has? He has no vocabulary. And I said, I want to thank you for giving a life lesson to my children and to everybody here. Thank you so much. And I said, you obviously didn't go to school. You don't have a good vocabulary. And I said, so, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Bye. And I drove away. He was still giving me the evangelist signal. And so um, th this is what you got to do. Don't be moved by what people say. Don't be moved by how they act. You don't have to be moved. J just because you get in the pool doesn't mean the pool's in you. So, so just because somebody's in trouble, giving problem action, giving all, don't, don't give in to it. Smile. Get enthusiastic. Amen. You're blessed. Amen. You, you ought to know that you're blessed. Every day you're blessed. Get up and bless. You got up today, aren't you? Did you? Well, praise God for you're here, right? That means you're healthy, you're alive, you're strong, you're healthy. Everything, everything's working for you. You're good. Now watch this. So the stranger's voice, I will not hear. You got to turn around and tell somebody, I will not hear a stranger's voice. Now, now watch this. But he will flee from him and know not the, the stranger's voice. Well, the parable spoke Jesus, but they understood not the things which he was speaking. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, watch this, I am the door. I like that. I am the door. Now that door is swung open by the voice. And the voice is what you hear. Every time God speaks, there's another door open. Brother Hagen used to talk about rooms. When you walk into a certain room, an assignment in that room, every time you walk into the room, there's a whole dimension to it. Enjoy the room while you're in there. Don't try to move from room to room. Enjoy the room while you're there until another door opens up. Your assignment is connected to, your, to what you're supposed to do in your life. Amen. Uh, uh, I'm, in, I'm in my uh, in room setting. I'm in my third room right now. 
and uh, at 67 years old. The Spirit of the Lord talked to me two years ago about what I'll be doing when I'm 80. So praise God. So I know I know what's going to happen when I'm 80. I'm 67 now. Praise God for it. Healthy, strong. Praise God for it. Amen. So I already know where I'm going. I know, I know, I know I've got to go that way. I know where I'm headed. So all I got to do is stay steadfast, unmovable. Keep abounding in the work of the Lord. Amen. So that's what we've got to do. So verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me, watch this, are thieves and robbers. There it is again. They're thieves and they're robbers. Sheep did not hear them. I am the door. He says it again. I'm the door. And but uh, by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief, here it comes. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I'm come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. One aspect defeats stealing, killing, and destroying life. Amen. Not just living, but life. If you have the God kind of life, that creates the God kind of lifestyle. And the lifestyle creates the livelihood. Man, when I got started in the ministry uh, many years ago, I used to work for Lord's Cutter Potato Chips. Many of you ate my chips. And, and I used to cook those things. I, I used to work in that. And, and when I first got started, after three weeks, I looked around. I said, where's the, uh, where, where, what job in here besides mechanics and besides management can I pr get promoted uh, so that I don't have to do what I'm doing right now, general labor? And they said, we got to become a cook. So I didn't hang out with the general laborers. I went and met the cooks. And so I sat with the cooks. They stared at me when I sat with them because the cooks sat with the cooks. So I sat next to them. I learned from them. I started to become friends with them. So once I started doing that, people were upset at me. I got started in that job. And then one of the gentlemen, I'm going on vacation. He goes, in, in six months, how about if I train you how to be a cook and then you can help in here? I wasn't a cook, but he trained me how. So he, I, got, I, I learned how. Why? Because I put myself in that. Let me help you here. Promotions come to pros that are in motion. You have to have the attitude. Think big. Think great. See yourself achieving. See yourself owning. See yourself being blessed. If somebody can live in a house, so can you. If somebody can drive that car, so can you. You got to go that way. Before I started sitting in first class, and, and being able to ride first class. I would get on the plane and I was in coach, but I'd sit in first class till they kicked me out. And I would rub myself all over first class. I see myself in first class. I see myself in first class. I mean, they, they didn't even want you to look at first class. They closed the curtain. They give you a little bag of nuts that weren't even full. Over there, they got hot nuts. Do you ever notice that? You gotta learn to see yourself that way. You, you, gotta, you gotta achieve. Everything that you're doing, uh, everything about my life, even in my dress, I dress for three people, God, my wife, and myself. I'm dressed for anybody else. I don't care if I impress anybody else. Uh, that, that's not the key. The key is, do, does God, is God pleased with me? Number two, is, it does, do I please my wife? And then number three, do I please myself? And yes, I do. I'm happy. So, uh, amen. So the thief cometh not. So the thief's coming. If that's called an idiom. That literally means he is coming. So the thief cometh not. In other words, he is coming. So he has a purpose for his coming. And the first thing he does is to steal. Now what does he steal? Write this down. He steals the integrity of God's word through time, through circumstance, and through challenge. He'll try to get you to question God's integrity. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. Circumstances don't change God. Challenges don't change God. The situations don't change God. Whoever's in leadership doesn't change God. God's God. All God has to do is say, I'm God and he's excited. All you got to do is say, I'm a Christian to be excited. That's all you got to do. Man, I'm blessed. Be excited. Get up and say it to yourself. Go, go through that. Man, get, get excited. Faith comes by, by hearing, not by where you're sitting in the convention, not by, where, not by where you're sitting in a chair. No, it's by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. 
This is where this is where you got to do. I've worked so many conventions, uh, you know, uh, for years. When Brother Copeland first came uh, to California, I worked Brother Hagen's meetings, Charles Capps meetings. I traveled with Dr. Summerall. I'm, I'm not saying these names in name drop. I'm just telling you where I've been. My school. When I went to Bible school, here were my teachers. I didn't know any of them. Charles Capps came and taught on words. I didn't know who Charles Capps was. Who's Charles Capps? He got that little haircut like that and my hair was long I didn't know who he was and I called my wife and said I heard a man by the name of Charles Cat man he was good and then a woman by the name of Billy Brim came and taught on prayer I knew who Billy Brim was I didn't know her from anybody I didn't know anybody I, I, I didn't know Jerry Savell came and taught I, I, a man by the name of Brother Copeland came and taught taught on covenant praise God Dr. Summerall came and scared me <laughs> Oh yeah, when he first when, when he first came, what are you doing for God? He scared me. He scared me. Got to travel with the man. Spoke in our church. Uh, got to spend time with him. Uh, got to grow with him. Dr. Ed Dufresne uh, was my pastor. He was I was ordained by him until he went to heaven. And so uh, that's who I, I stayed with him from 19, uh, 1979 up until the time of his departure. That was my spiritual father. Then I waited two years, and now Jesse DePlantis is my spiritual father. But, but I did change fathers. Uh, I, stay, I stayed. And so these were the, the men that, that taught me, and, they, they, and, I, and I grew with them. And, and so I, I learned this about, I learned this with them, traveling with them, being with them, and learning all the different things that I learned. And here's one of the things I learned. They were never moved by circumstances. I was in the Philippines and Dr. Summerall said this. This is not a testimony. This is an account. I witnessed it. I was there and we were traveling. I stood next to Dr. Summerall and they were not letting us out of the Philippines. Said the plane weighs too much. You guys have too much luggage. Well, we got there. I don't, I don't know how that worked. So Dr. Summerall looked at the guy. He goes, do you know who I am? The guy at the counter goes, no. He goes, take a good look at my face. I'll be back. <laughs> and then he turned around to everybody. He goes, everybody stay here with all your luggage. Listen close. So he did that. And he said, stay here with your stuff. I said, can I go with you? He goes, no. Stay right here. It's interesting when you get yelled at by your... By, by, by the people that you are trying to get fed by and they're yelling at you. Stay right here. Okay. Stay. Interesting. Comes back about 45 minutes later. Limousines come up. Flags are going from the, from the, uh, from the Philippines. All these flags. People get out of the car. There was probably about maybe 20 people get out of cars. Dr. Summerall walks in with some guy. The guy goes, I'm here. The president told me to come. Who, who, who told this man he couldn't fly? He goes, this is Dr. Lester Summerall. Dr. Summerall standing right there. He goes, remember this face. <laughs> he said, everybody get on the plane. We're going now. All right. We got, we got on the plane. Who else do you know but Bensonita Hosa that could stop an airline while it's taxied on the tarmac? put his hand out and say stop it stops they open up the door let him in he's got a missionary with him the missionary and him get on the plane and he says I got a missionary here from the United States he preached a good word many people were born again he needs to get home he wants to sit first class which one of you are volunteering to get off the plane nobody raised their hand he goes okay you volunteer get out guy got up Dr put the band there, and the guy walked off the tarmac. Who do you know that does that? A person with authority. You got to know who you are. If you allow the thief to steal the integrity of God's word, then you will become intimidated. And intimidation is a form of fear. And fear cannot be tolerated in our life. Amen. Cannot be tolerated in our life. So the thief coming not before to steal. What's he want to steal? The integrity of God's word. He can't steal it from God's lips. He can only steal it out of your heart and your mind. So he'll try to question. Time will do it. You believe in God. You've been praying. You've been standing in faith. And time starts slipping by. Well, I prayed. I prayed. What happened? Time. It, don't question God's integrity. God's working. Amen. You may not see it, but God's doing something. God is at work right now. God's doing it. So he'll steal the integrity. Circumstances will come on. Circumstances will try to do it. 
So, so you've got to you got to understand circumstances will try. You didn't do that. A circumstance is a sudden intrusion into your life that you didn't predict, you didn't want, you didn't desire, but it came. So you got to understand that. You did you you weren't expecting it to happen, but yet it happened. It came. So you got you got to deal with that situation. You got to deal with that. I was in Nicaragua, walking through preaching the gospel in Nicaragua. And I leaned against a bush. I'm talking to a friend of mine, a man by the name of Pete Michelle. He and I were preaching the gospel. And then all of a sudden I feel pressure against my head. And he's looking at me and in English he says, don't move. And uh, he said, there's a, a semi-automatic pointed to the back of your head. Don't move. That, that's called a circumstance, ladies and gentlemen, that you didn't create, you didn't desire, you didn't want. And, and so uh, so the, the guy was 15 years old. In the, in the army, in the military, the, their military. 15 years old. I didn't realize we were walking by uh, uh, um, what they called one of their bases. We didn't realize that. The guy was on sentry. He put the gun against my head. Over my lifetime, I probably had about six guns put to, my, put to me uh, over the years. And guess what? Um, the proof that they didn't shoot me is I'm here. Amen. So the circumstance, I wouldn't let it get to me. Here's a good statement to you. It's a good T-shirt material. Right? Okay, watch this. Create circumstances the devil can't handle. Instead of you, instead of you waiting for circumstances that the devil creates that you can't handle. Circumstances. They're challenges. They come. And so they're going to rise up. Every one of us are going to face those things. Somebody's going to park in your favorite spot. You, you got to realize that people, people will do. Neighbors will get on you. The situations that will rise up, and 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 you've got to understand that. So circumstances will come up. Now watch this. Uh, steal. Number one, kill. What will he kill? Now this is very important. What does Satan want to kill? That's so important. He wants to kill the love you have for God's word. Because if he can steal the integrity, the next thing is for you to question and then start to turn on the word. Well, I'm not going to read no more. I'm not going to say more. I'm so frustrated. I'm so depressed. I'm so, I'm so challenged. No, uh, no. Get rid of that spirit of heaviness. Put on the garment of praise. Get up and start rejoicing. Praise God, even when you don't feel like it. Even when you're crying, praise God. Challenges will come. But you got to stay in the love of God. God, thank you that you love me. You love me. Listen, you may be on social media. Not everybody who says they're your friend on social media is your friend. Amen? Amen. I, I, I got, I, I've got 30,000 people following me. They ain't following you. They're, they're not following you. You don't know them. They don't know you. They, they don't know you. They don't know you. I don't have a Facebook account personally myself. The church does. I don't. I get all kinds of requests. Can I be your so? Can I be your friend? No, I don't have an account. No. No. Years, years, years back, I'll date myself. We used to have, you know, before cell phones, uh, uh, we had real phones. You know, and all they did was call. They either you either call somebody or they called you. And then they came up with a machine that you could record a message if you weren't there. Some of you may remember that. And if you didn't dial it right, you had to start all over again. You had to hang it up and start all over again. And so we said, Dr. Barkley, a good friend of mine, uh, he used to call me. He goes, Aragon? When he was a little perturbed, he goes, Aragon, why don't you get yourself a machine? Answer your phone. I said, well, just because you call me doesn't mean I want to talk to you. It means you want to talk to me. He goes, well, what was so important? Now, this is close to my statement. I was having dinner with my wife and my children. That was more important. See, now we eat alone. Everybody goes separate. What, what happened to the days where you sat down and had a covenant meal? Your every meal you eat is a covenant meal. So I don't like it when people get married and they smash cake in each other's face. Because you're taking a covenant meal, a covenant day, a covenant attitude or a covenant action, and then ridiculing it and smashing food in your face. That's a covenant meal. Whoever sits at your table, you're in covenant with. Thank you for all those looks. I appreciate it. And even you, you're, I know you're staring at me. But, you know, so, but this is important. So the thief coming. He wants to kill the love of God. 
You know the scripture says in in First uh, John it says you must know and you must believe that God has the love God has for you. You got to know it and you got to believe it. There's going to be moments that you're going to be tested on whether you believe God loves you. You got to know God loves you, despite all the challenges and all the situations. You got to know that God loves you. You got to know that you're God's favorite. Matter of fact, do you good to turn around and tell somebody, I'm God's favorite. Oh, yeah. You got to know it. You, you better know it. You got to get excited about that every day. I'm God's favorite. God blesses us. I'm highly favored of the Lord. I tell these accounts. These are accounts. These are not stories. I don't like the word stories. I don't, I don't tell stories. I give accounts. Stuff that happens. I'm highly favored. I have a store that I go to. I took Jesse recently to it. I think he's only been with me once to so the suit store in L.A. Uh, but I, I've been going for there for years. And, and miracles happen in that suit store. The man who owns it is Muslim. And, and it, it, the whole family's Muslim. His, his mother got sick, and they called me to pray for her. But here's the interesting thing. I was in that store, and there was, uh, another, there was a few people in the store. And uh, a woman was sitting there. She was in absolute pain. Back was in pain. She was almost in tears in pain. Her husband was trying on a suit. And, and so she looks at me. She says, hey, she, she says oh, I'm so much pain. And I said, I said, I could take care of that for you. She goes, excuse me? I said, yeah, I happen to know a healer. He's a wonderful physician. He can heal that right away. He goes, you do? I go, yeah, he's here right now. What's his name? Jesus. She goes, who? Jesus. Before she, I could even, she could say anything, I said, in Jesus' name, I grab her hand. I command your body to be well. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Her bones snapped in place. She jumped up and started screaming. Her husband runs out of the dressing room, half-dressed because he's trying to suit, half-dressed. He says, what happened? He goes, I'm healed. The, the man called on Jesus and I'm healed. Now, the salesman that was helping her husband screamed. <laughs> Didn't say anything audible. Just, ah! just screamed. And he ran in the back room where all the suits were. Just ran. The owner of the store, he comes around. What's going on? He goes, I'm healed. Way in the corner, there's a woman buying shoes for her husband. And she's going, oh, glory be to God, I'm healed. Glory be to God, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm glory. And she's running in circles, just dancing. We're the only ones at the store. He goes, what are you doing in my store? I said, I can't help it. Jesus is here. And he's healed this woman. Well, the, the woman, she starts crying. I, I'm trying on a suit. And she says, uh, I'm so blessed. I'm so healed. Uh, she goes, I can't let you go. I'll, just, I'll buy that suit you're wearing. You like it? I'll buy it for you. The husband goes, well, I'll buy you some shirts and some ties. And I'm going, so be it. <laughs> Yes, amen. The woman in the corner, she goes, I'll buy you some shoes. I'm so healed. I'll get you two pairs of shoes. Now listen close to the salesman that ran, came running back, and he said, on Monday, this is Saturday, on Monday I'm going to the doctor. I have cancer in my colon. They're going to do surgery on me. They said that it's stage four. I may die. She goes, he, and here's what he tells me. Some stuff came out. I hadn't been able to have a bowel movement without pain. I went in there and everything came out and cancer fell out of my body. Wow. He went to the doctor. I got a call on Wednesday. That following Wednesday, he goes, no cancer left in his body. He comes running out and he goes, I'll buy you some ties. I'll buy you a belt. Get, get, I'll give you all this stuff. And the owner looks at me and goes, I got to get in on this. I don't know who you are. He goes, and just to close, he goes, Allah has done nothing for me. And he goes, pick out any two suits you want. I didn't go in there to get to, to I, didn't ask, I didn't ask for anything. I went in there to buy a suit. But when Jesus shows up, and you're the vehicle God uses, blessings follow you. I'm telling you that while you're in here, God's hunting you down to bless you. God spoke to somebody to hunt you down and bless you. You got to believe that. You got to love God more than anything else. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I believe God. I can tell you miracle after miracle has happened in that store. I can tell you miracles have happened around the world. The power of God works when you invoke the power of God. But when you live in your God-given authority, 
Amen. I'm not you, so I can't walk in your authority. I can only walk in mine. Amen. Praise God. So every morning I get up, I say, hey, Art. We got another Arthur over here. I met him today. Praise God for you. I wake up every morning and go, hey, Art, you sure are handsome and good looking, and you're blessed. Uh, so he wants to kill the love of God. Don't let Satan kill the love of God. If he can steal the authority, he'll maneuver his way in to kill the, kill the love of God. And number one, to destroy. To destroy what? Your relationship with God. How many backslid Christians do you know? How many people that used to be serving God, used to read their Bibles, used to raise their hands, used to sing the songs you sang, the songs you sang today, used to sit in church. Where are they today? Something happened. They were stolen from. They were killed in their relationship. And then they were destroyed. They walked away from God. However, God is so good. The seed is still in them. So don't give up on them. They're like prodigals and they will come home. And I believe that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Jesus is Lord, including those that walk away. So don't give up on them. Don't judge them. Don't criticize them. Don't backbound them. Don't, don't talk bad about them. Don't be concerned about them. If you hear about rumors about them or truth about them, listen, just stay with the truth in Jesus' name. If somebody says to you, did you hear about so-and-so? You mean the one that's blessed, that God loves, that God cares about, the one that God healed, the one that God delivered, the one that Jesus died for? Yeah, that one? What about him? It'll shut him up. It'll stop them in their place. Amen. Excuse me, I get excited when I. So watch this. So I, don't 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 let it destroy your relationship. Don't let anything destroy your relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus, there's nobody like Jesus. There is absolutely nobody like him. Then Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. Wow. This is called, and then he, he it would have been wonderful if he stopped there. But then he said abundance. He said abundance of life. Man, that is awesome. An abundant life. That they might have it more abundantly. Man, that's powerful. In 2015, uh, you know, my wife, my wife has been to the hospital uh, uh, prior to this moment, 2015, three times. Once to give birth to my son, Joel. Second to give birth to my son, Brent. And once when she fell and she dislocated her elbow. Other than that, Never been to the hospital. In 2015, uh, put her in the ho- I had to take her to the hospital, and they told me, uh, Mr. Aragon, they said, your wife's going to die. She has sh- her sh- sugar diabetes. It's so high, she's going to die. And they said, so, uh, and, and, and here's the doctor, my wife's in the, in the bedroom, I mean, in the hospital, and she's sitting there, and the two doctors, and there's two nurses, and accountings waiting at the door to get paid. So, you know, we're standing there, and I'm standing the doctor, and the doctor, here's what the doctor tells me. Uh, there's two of them. One says, your wife's going to die. She won't make it through the night. One of the other one says, but you're still young enough, you can get married again. You can't let anything steal, kill, or destroy. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a, a wonderful uh, man that made this statement, stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> <laughs> These people, what is wrong with them? I looked at them. I was about ready to say, and Joanne had been sedated. Joanne wakes up in her spirit man. She had no recollection in her body, no recollection in her mind. She looked up, looked straight at me, and she made this comment No fear here. This too shall pass. And went back to sleep. And I always tell her this. I always tell her this. She didn't say anything when they told her she was going to die. She didn't wake up. It was when they told me I could remarry. She was at us. Yeah, she knows. She knows a good thing. Oh, no, that's that happening. Here's the interesting thing. I told the doctors, I don't have any clue who you are. I don't know you. Her, I know. So I believe her. I don't believe you. Now you're dismissed. You can leave. So they left the room. Nurses left the room. And so everybody, everybody left. Joanne, a few hours later, wakes up. I was supposed to preach that night. At the, uh, I had a meeting going on. I had a three-day meeting that we orchestrated. She looks at me. She wakes up. Her first words are, what are you doing here? I said, well, I'm with you. She goes, get out of here. You have a service. Go preach the gospel. Then come back here and preach it to me. This should not stop you from preaching. I will live and not die. 
That's how you know you're God-given authority. This is when you're not stolen from. This is when the test comes and you live through the test. Amen. Amen. When you're steadfast and you're strong. Amen. Praise God. That's why she's the strongest woman that I know. I said, okay, I'll be back. I went home, preached my message, stayed for fellowship. And then I, I had several pastors. I had 15 pastors there, had the, the church there. And, and so we, we ministered. I did, and I, did, I didn't preach woe was me. Man, I pre preached the word, just like I'm doing right now. I preached the word. Amen. And then went back. She goes, now tell me what you preached. So I, I did it. Praise God. She was all excited about it. And so well, once we did that, she, the next day I'm there. And they told me she was going to make it tonight. She's there. They did do surgery. They said, you're going to have to amputate her leg. They didn't do that. Amputate her toes. They did it. They amputated one. The anesthesiologist said she won't make it through the, through the, through the surgery. She's going to die. And I said, okay. The, the, the doctor said she's going to die. There was doing the surgery. She's going to die. I said, well, okay. And he goes, did you call your family members? I go, yeah, they're all here. She went in the waiting room. She goes, nobody's here. I go, no, they're all here. She goes, where are they? I go, right here. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul. I went through the whole thing. I said, just go do what you're supposed to do. I go, sit right there. I laid hands on the doctor. I said, I don't know your, I don't know your lingo. You don't know mine. But in the name of Jesus. And I laid hands on her. I said, now go do your surgery. And she did. My wife came out. I'm sitting there. She goes, what are you doing in here? I said, wait for my wife. She goes, she's done. We had an idea. God gave us, uh, we got this idea. You laid hands on us. She's upstairs eating jello. Well, what am I doing here? So I went upstairs. And so my wife lives. Amen. They told her she would. I got home that day for the surgery. I get home and I hear this word um, Brother Art, this is Kenneth Copeland. I understand your wife went to surgery. Yes. Well, we just fed X $20,000 to you. Oh, thank you so much. Praise God. He goes, and your wife lives and not dies, and she's blessed coming and going. I had four phone calls like that. Amen. Ministers were calling me. And so, man, I hadn't got out of my car. I'm still sitting in my driveway. It was going to run me $110,000 for this surgery and everything else. And almost all of it was all paid for. I didn't I call one person to ask one person for any money. Not one. My God was my supply. Amen. People will hunt you down to bless you. But Amen. when you, you have, listen, you have to serve. And in order to serve, you have to have the nerve to serve. Even when things aren't going right. And so I did that. And then I got some phone calls. Other ministers called me. I went back. And then I go back. And, and, and when they did, they took off her bandage. I'm telling you this because this is crucial. These are not a stories. It's an account. I did not let Satan steal, kill, or destroy. My wife did not let Satan steal, kill, or destroy. This is life abundantly. And so when we're sitting there, uh, uh, we're, we're talking, conversing. Then I said, I got to go downstairs because they want money, honey. And so I went downstairs. I went down there. They looked at me and they started crying. I said, what's wrong? And they, and they said, we've seen husbands walk out and leave their wives here. Literally, over years, we've watched this happen. They took the bandage off your wife's foot. And you pushed the doctor out of the way. And you got on your knees and you kissed your wife's feet. I said, I did. And then you said something. What did you say? And I said, I quoted a verse. How beautiful are the feet of those that preach good news. I said, that's my wife. That's my queen. I didn't marry her for her toes. I don't have a housewife. I have a wife. She's my queen. And I said, so I, I, I kissed her. I kissed her feet. I have the right. I said, I didn't kiss a corpse. I kissed her living person. I said, she goes, we've never seen anything like that. So we sat, put our heads together. So we wiped out $30,000 off your bill. Amen. Praise God for it. Amen. Blessings kept coming. Blessings. Why am I telling you this? This is called abundant life. This is how you and I are supposed to live. Remember, I'm jello. The main course is right here. I'm just encouraging you. Just do what God tells you to do. And, and God will bless you. I've come that you might have life. Do, do you realize that? Right now, as you sit here, the life of God. No x-ray will ever be able to detect the life of God in you. Can't. When they ever x-ray you, they can't find it. They, they won't be able to do that. They can't find it in you. 
years back they told me, oh, Mr. Ergun, you had a heart attack. I go, no, I didn't. They said, yes, you did. No, you did. I didn't. I didn't have a heart attack. They said, yes, you did. This is your x-ray. That's not my x-ray. I said, I'll come back in a week and we'll do it again, but it's on you, not me. And I said, I'll prove to you. They said, well, you scar tissues. No, 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 no. That's not me. So I came, I actually, I went back. They took x-rays. They said, well, there's no sign of any heart attack, nothing. I said, I told you. I told you that. And they said, but your kidneys are bad. You want me to come back? <laughs> I don't accept that. I don't accept the doc. I, I accept the master physician's report. That's what I accept. You and I have got to realize this. Man has an abundance. Mankind has an abundance. You have an abundance. I have an abundance. We live in abundance. Whether you see it or not, it's yours. It belongs to you right now. Amen. So in the name of Jesus, do that. Let me give you these last statements here. Are you ready? To live in an abundance and to live an undefeated Christian life. Now listen close. You must choose to remember what you must remember and forget what you got to forget. Remember what you must remember and forget what you got to forget. You have to become unshakable. You must become unmovable. Excuse me. You must become un, un, uh, you must become unshakable, unmovable, so that you can walk the walk of faith. Now, the walk of faith is so important. It's just not an action word about what you do. There's sometimes faith has to determine what not to do. Let me give you an illustration. Trust in the Lord and do good and lean not to your own understanding. That's telling you not to do something. So faith will also tell you what not to do. So faith tells you what to do and also what not to do. This is the life of faith. And the life of faith is what you say, what you live in abundance here and what you say on a regular basis. It's an important thing. You, you and I have got to recognize this. This, this is important that, 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 we, that we do this. And so these are important issues in life. This is how we live. We live in abundance. We do what God told us to do. So if you continue in the Word, God will bless you. you got to pursue, you got to pursue uh, wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you get, you get understanding. Amen. Wisdom's crucial. The Bible says in James chapter 1, he says that God will give to every man wisdom that asks. He'll give it to him liberally. And now notice what he said. If you lack wisdom, ask. Not if you lack money, not if you lack power, not if you lack anything else. If you lack wisdom. Wisdom will tell you how to get what you need to do. Hebrews, the book of Proverbs has three words. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Knowledge is what you need. Knowledge is of the soul. Wisdom is the understanding. It's how you understand that. Wisdom is the accurate use of it on a daily activity. Wisdom. You gotta learn what to do. Wisdom is the accurate use of it. Is the accurate use. You can have a hammer, but if you don't know how to use it, has anybody ever used a wrench to hammer something in? No. <laughs> some people said yes, some said no. So if you didn't have a hammer, just hammer it. So and you get it in. But that's not the right tool. You gotta use the right tool. You gotta be able to do this. So, so wisdom will tell you what to do. And you can be so focused on something that's right and miss what's right. Let me give you an illustration. My beautiful friend here, my handsome friend here today, just today, went to pick me up. We, my wife and I just moved. And uh, we and, uh, moved into a new home here in Anaheim Hills. And so, and so what we, we moved in. And so he had never been there before. So I told him where the address was. And so, uh, uh, so he came right down my street, never been there before. I'm standing out on my driveway and uh, I'm waving at him and he just coasts right by me and I'm calling him and he just coasts right by. He was so focused on an address, but he, had, he missed the address and he missed the man and he missed everything and he kept going and he didn't come back. So I called him. I said, where are you? And he says, I'm on the street. I don't know. And I said, you're at the other end. I was standing in the, on my driveway waving at you. He goes, I didn't even see you. I go, I know. I, I noticed that. And I she just drove straight by. He was focused on doing the right thing, picking up the right thing, 
but he was so focused he missed the right thing. I was standing right in front of him waving. I, I was right there. There are people that go to church and miss the move of God. There are people that go to church and miss the will of God. And here's the reason why. They spend too much time going to church instead of being the church. If you're hungry for the presence of God, you go. Stop going to a service. Start attending God's presence. And listen for God. Thank you for allowing me to speak for you today. I so appreciate you. Uh, um, I, I know I didn't do uh, uh, your pastor, such an awesome man. I appreciate him and appreciate this. And I so appreciate him allowing me this uh, pulpit. This is a holy desk. It costs time. It costs energy. It, it costs to preach the gospel. It really does. So, uh, so to the family. We so appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to minister here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. And so I didn't ask. You know, I would never ask. I mean, it's just not me. Um, I, I was coming just to sit in, just to uh, enjoy your pastor. That's all I was coming to do, just to support. That's all I was going to do, just come and support. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Hopefully this was a blessing to you. Did you get something out of this? My life is committed to Christ. Um, uh, every day I wake up and I'm grateful that I'm saved. I don't know that much. I've, you know, uh, I've been pastoring 46 years. Uh, I've only known him 50. And so I'm, I'm growing in Christ and every day. So this is my life. So let me pray with you. Father, in the authority of the name of Jesus, I bless this congregation. I bless this ministry. I bestow the manifestations of God upon it. I say that I long to see them, that I may impart a spiritual blessing. I anticipate that that, was, that happened. For those that are watching via Facebook, I believe that it will bless them as well. I believe that they've been encouraged and blessed. I curse all sickness, all disease. I'm saying that financial despair will not happen. This, I'm saying that America, our nation, is a blessed nation despite all the circumstances going on. God, you blessed her. America, you're blessed. America, we call you blessed. We say that the righteous will prevail because when the righteous are in authority, the city rejoices. So we will prevail in the authority of the name of Jesus. We're going to fulfill the will of God. Even though others may or may not, we will fulfill the will of God personally in our life. So I call financial blessing to this congregation, financial blessing to every person, and I call in their hands blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you. I thank God for you. I bless you. For those of you watching by Facebook, thank God for you. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to uh, your pastor, the man who's God has called, assigned, and blessed to be a part of this. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. So let me introduce to you your pastor as he comes. Come on, Pastor. Okay. Thank you. Can we give Pastor Art a hand clap? Praise God. For that was awesome. Thank you, Pastor Art. <laughs> we were privileged. Thank you. Did you get something out of that yes, online? Did you receive? Absolutely. Amen, amen. We're going to take up some tithes and offerings, and we're going to bless Pastor on the side as well. Uh, just give us your name and information. If you get him online, you can do so at ElishaMarkMinistries.com. And just write in the comment boxes there as well. Anything um, that comes in with his name on it, we'll, we'll direct to him and bless him. And uh, just thank him for being here this morning. On a Saturday morning, on a windy, cold Saturday morning. So, thank you for coming. I know you had a trip to uh, Porterville planned, but um, it was raining and snowing and sleeting over the grapevine. And we got him here instead, so praise God for that one. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but we just love him. And Father, we just pray over our offering this morning. We bless you, Lord, with it. We thank you, Lord, that it's a sweet-smelling savor, a sacrifice, well-pleasing and pleasant in your sight. And we just lift it up to you. And we thank you, Lord, for the abundant harvest return, for every seed sown 30, 60, and 100-fold return over every seed that comes in. We thank you, Lord, that we're here to live to give, and we live from what we give, and we bless you for it, Father, for the coming promises over this nation, for the coming harvest, that the prayers of your saints have gone up. We bless this nation, as Pastor Art said. We bless this house. We bless this county. We bless this state. 
this great state, this pioneer state of California. In Jesus' precious name, we thank you, Lord, for electing the righteous and for knocking down the ungodly. We give you all the praises for it. Thank you, Lord, for this man of God, for his wife, for his friend Jesse that was here this morning. We bless his household as well. We bless him, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. He who gives to a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praises and the glory. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Thank you for being here. We love you guys. Happy Saturday. Love you, Camila. I can't really get out of here. <laughs>